Welcome, I'm Ryan Hicks, and this is Modern Business, the podcast to learn from franchise business leaders and explore new business technology. Our community is about sharing knowledge and tools that help us achieve our goals in business and beyond. Thanks for being here, and welcome to Modern Business. Welcome back, everybody, to Modern Business Podcast. Thank you all for uh, joining us for another awesome episode. I am unfortunately not in person with these folks. I did have the pleasure of uh, having them join me uh, for the summer podcast tour. Uh, But we do have some new faces as well. Uh, We were talking at our interview when we did Mountain Lights, which, of course, uh, as of this airing, as of this uh, podcast, we aired it on Friday the 16th. Uh, and we were talking like, you know what? We have another brand, and I think we want to think we want to get them some, get them, give them some love as well. And so I said, okay, well, why not? Why don't we do it? So we've got some uh, familiar faces and some new faces uh, on with us. I think this might be a record for uh, the quickest turnaround on getting a second episode. Uh, but I am uh, looking forward to having these uh, awesome gentlemen back with me uh, with some guests. Uh, but before we dive into that. Uh, couple, one announcement I do want to make is that for folks who have not heard, we do have a text club. So if you have not gone to modernbusiness.com uh, and you have not gone and uh, actually joined our text club to speak to us directly, uh, Ryan and I love to hear from you for new for new subject ideas, for new guests, for you know to speak with people about franchise development opportunities. You know we are at, we are willing and able to help with all of those things. So please go and join that if you have not done that already. Um, I know that we have many people on the phone today, so we want to make sure that we get to all of them and that we're not uh, having your your eyes glaze over with an hour and a half interview here. So uh, I do want to get into the nitty gritty quicker than we normally do. Um, I am going to introduce a whole host of folks. I have four people on the line with me here, um, and they have to put up with my uh, with my mean mug uh, for a couple of minutes here. Uh, I do have uh, some modern business alums back with us. I have Mr. Chris Britt and I have Ed St. Jem with us who are the owners of this next brand that we're about to talk about. And then I have Susan Taylor, their CEO, and Natalie, e- Natalie Eaglin, their VP of marketing, um, on, for, uh, on for Juice It Up. Uh, we have another awesome episode for you all. And so looking forward to diving in. Uh, first and foremost, thank you all for joining me. I really appreciate it. Hello. Nice to see you, Zach. Thanks for well, having us. It's nice to see you guys as well, and uh, we have a we we have a whole crowd here, and we obviously also have an audience as we uh, did have for Mountain Mikes too. So really, really excited! Thank you all for the audience for joining us as well on the Zoom line. Um, so why don't we get into this um, really quickly here? And I think that what we want to do um, is actually I'm going to have you, Susan, speak on behalf of the of the brand in terms of what the founding story is all about and how you got involved. And then I would really love to have. You know, uh, Chris, you or Ed, just talk about what really drew you guys to juice it up. You know, I think uh, really to tell the founding story, I think uh, Chris and Ed um, can probably uh, talk first about uh, about the brand and what interested them in uh, in buying juice it up. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah, I'll jump in there. You know, there's uh, quite a history of juice it up. Um, and, you know, we've had a lot of interaction, actually, with the, the folks that had founded and really built Juice Up to the point where we acquired it over the years. So let me let me talk about that. So Juice It Up uh, dates back, to actually, to 1995. So we're in our 26th year as a brand. Um, and in my prior travels as a private equity, you know, venture capital investor, I actually met with this company uh, back in the late 1990s, where I met um, two of the original founders as well as uh, the gentleman that ended up acquiring the brand in 2001 that I subsequently became uh, you know, pretty closely acquainted with and followed over the years. 
His name is Frank Easterbrook, and he has you know quite an interesting story as being one of the original investors, uh, a real professional business person, and really you know led this brand um, after acquiring it in 2001, all the way up to the point where Ed and I and um, Chris Braun acquired the brand uh, in in February of 2018. And the interesting thing about Frank, I want to pass along, who by the way is a longtime Newport Beach resident. He's in his 70s now. Um, has quite a, a intriguing business career. He started out at, at, at Ralston Purina uh, in the early part of his career, but then 20 years at Mars Candy uh, and ultimately uh, transitioned to Nestle. And he was actually VP of operations for Nestle uh, for all of the U.S. for a number of years until he retired and, uh, and, and then began looking around for things to do. And then believe it or not, he started a medical device company where he invented an implant device, which is was used uh, for many years in heart transplants, a company called Horizon Surgical. And then he looked for something else to do and being the Renaissance man that he, that he, that he was and is, invested in Juice It Up. And so that's where I, I met Frank originally uh, many years ago and, you know, followed him over the years. And, uh, you know, uh, he just, he was interested in in the in you know the concept of investing in a healthy living brand in the early 2000s um, and having a, a a real franchise centric organization. That was one of the things I always remembered about Frank. Um, I always loved about Frank, and you know it's a philosophy that 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 we've maintained Ed and I, and I know our our leadership here as well. Because uh, you don't want to tell the franchisees, you want to sell the franchisees and have them come along and be consultative with them. And, and that was always a hallmark. Never forgot that about Frank. Um, we still Frank, we still talk to Frank from time to time. He's still around and we love the guy. Uh, but really, you know, all credit to Frank, you know, when we took over in 2018 and, um, you know, it led us to uh, want to find a leader, a CEO that really had that same mentality. Uh, this is a, you know, kind of a, a segue into Sue Taylor, our CEO. Uh, who, by the way, 30 years in the restaurant business, including, you know, 13 plus years as a leader with Chevy's and Baja Fresh, and then uh, uh, 14 years with um, the largest uh, smoothie company in the business. So I think they might have been overtaken recently, but Jama. Um, and so uh, Sue was really the perfect person to come in and lead our brand. And Sue's now been with us for, gosh, almost two years. And um, we'll just go right into Sue, you know, what intrigued you about Juice It Up? What excites you? What differentiate the brand, differentiates the brand? Why don't you jump right in, Sue, and take the story from here? You know, and I had known of Juice It Up when I was working with the other concept because I was based in Southern California. And I, I think one of the things that I, I think, uh, especially as I've been involved with the brand for the past two years that I really look at it as, you know, we're really balanced on the three categories um, that our brand is built on, bowls, smoothies, and juices. Um, you know, just the the legacy, the commitment to, you know, superfruits, uh, acai, acerola, pitaya, you know, partnering with Samazon uh, over, uh, gosh, Natalie, what, 16 years ago uh, was really the first you know, chain uh, in this segment to bring acai in. And I still think um, has just the best tasting acai bowl. 
um, in the in the uh, in the segment. I, I put it up against anybody else. You know, we've had a long time commitment to innovation. We have a food science department led by Noah Burgess that really focuses on functionality and flavors. So, you know, uh, I think if you come in, no matter where you are in your health continuum in our brand, you're you're going to have a product that speaks to you. And, and it is great tasting. And, and that really, as I dug into the brand, I, I really loved, um, you know, just that part of it. And then I also just getting to know the franchisees, the pride they take in the, the product that they're serving and just the long-term guests that we have. I mean, it's, it's really interesting to see people that maybe started with the brand 15 years ago when they were in, you know, junior high or high school and are still coming in and using it as, as part of their healthy lifestyle. So it's, um, you know, it's a brand that I'm super proud to be involved with it. In my career, I've always tried to work with brands that I am proud of the product that I am, uh, um, I am a part of. And this is one that I'm super proud of everything that we have on our menu. Yeah, I mean, and I think that based off of what I've seen and what I, in the research I've done, and I, you know, I believe that you guys certainly um, do have uh, quite a niche within the space, which has, you know, you guys were really one of the first people to get into it in a, in a large way. And you are from really, you know, the state where it is more prominent than anywhere in, in the country, I'd, I'd argue. And I think that, you know, that allows you to have some strategic advantages. And I think that another way, of course, to do that, and I think I'm probably going to bring this one into in over to Natalie, simply because I would imagine that she does oversee quite a bit of this. But when you're really thinking about you know, differentiating yourself from a from a technological standpoint. I'm curious to hear if there's any technology you guys have, you know, at a brand level that that you know that you're overseeing, Natalie. That's really been helpful in you know trying to in trying to elbow um, away some of those larger competitors. I know that Sue, you know those competitors all too well. Um, and I know Natalie, your background is with uh, you know is with a brand that certainly um, is very innovative when it comes to technology too. So very curious on you know, where you kind of see yourselves fitting in terms of the technology you use to gain a bit of an edge here. Yeah, I think um, Sue and I can probably tag team some of the some of the technology here as sure. it relates to kind of operations and some of the pieces that we're doing and some of the tools that we've introduced, gosh, in the past couple of years to really set our franchisees up for success and really being able to um, track only not their business, but what are the competitors doing? How are competitors ranking? What are people saying about stores nearby their business to really make sure that they're staying in tune with, um, you know, the competitive stuff within their neighborhood. But from a technology standpoint, most certainly our mobile app is, is really something that I feel sets us apart. And, you know, like, like the team was saying, we have some of the most loyal fans, um, really dedicated to juice it up. And we've seen that that success really translate to our mobile app. So the good news is, you know, we've had the loyalty platform for a couple of years. Uh, mobile app was launched in, in the end of 2018, early 2019. And we've really just developed that to be a means of everything for the business and how we communicate with our guests, our existing guests, attract new guests, you know, get new news about the brand out there. And that's really at the forefront of everything that we're doing and making sure that we're messaging. Um, you know, we, we've seen a huge uptick in, in the traffic from our existing guests. I think, you know, during the pandemic, as people really looked to health and wellness even more so than they may have pre-pandemic, we saw a lot of our loyalty fans really um, frequenting us much more often. And, you know, guest counts being up in a time like that, 
um, when, you know, other restaurants may have been struggling to see that our guest counts were up and our sales were up and people were coming to us and, you know, seeing a lot of new faces during that time, um, growing our database. We've, we've grown our database in the past uh, year by 50%. And I think that just really speaks to, um, you know, people wanting to be a part of, of this loyalty platform, be a part of this brand and are really attractive to the products that we offer. So we continue to en- uh, enhance our mobile t- uh, mobile platform, continue to look for optimizations, you know, what are guests looking for? Obviously, in this past year, um, contactless payment, pickup, you name it, was really important to, to, to consumers. And thankfully, we had been working on some optimizations with our, um, with our mobile app to be able to quickly launch the order ahead component in summer of last year. And that has really re- resonated with guests. And I think it's really important today, you know, with your technology to have that, that one-stop shop. And that's what our mobile app is. It's an opportunity for our guests to find their nearest location, um, you know, load their, their payment to have a seamless experience in the store if they choose to order and scan right away. But now also having that more uh, mobile order ahead feature available to them, they can quickly come into the store. You know, convenience is key. Getting in and out is key. And presently right now, we're starting to see that our mobile orders are currently outpacing in-store transactions amongst our loyalty members. So that's really important to them and staying on top of of those different um, components of technology within your mobile app. You know, what are people seeking? What do they want to be able to do? How do they want to be able to interact with your brand from a mobile standpoint is really important. So we we definitely um, stay in tune to what our guests would like to see. We're actually working on um, a new enhancement to come later this year. Um, I won't sneak peek too much of that, but, you know, we're really listening to what a guest want to see. What do they want to uh, be able to utilize within the mobile app to stay, to stay on top of that, that component of technology. And then Sue, I know from a technology standpoint and just some of those tools that we're utilizing to support our franchisees, maybe you want to speak to some of those, those latest and greatest technology pieces as well. Yeah. So we, you know, we brought in, um, you know, when, when Chris and Ed acquired the brand, we actually updated the POS platform. So 99.9%, we have one non-traditional that's not on our POS, but everybody's on the same POS platform. Um, during the pandemic, when we were looking at all the different sales levers that we could help our owners pull to be able to, to drive sales, we introduced uh, the third party. And then we've been able to integrate that directly from, uh, you know, instead of having to place the order um, from the tablet into the POS, we integrated Rails so that it's a seamless integration for the stores so that um, it it makes it easier for them. And, you know, we we actually integrated Rails after we integrated um, order ahead. So it, it kind of trained them on understanding when the bell rings and the order pops up. Um, I think Natalie touched on it, but, you know, times have changed since I started 30 years ago on how you receive feedback from your guests or understanding what's happening, you know, at a unit level or how people perceive your brand. And so we we also brought in a, a company that that helps us kind of collate and look at all of the different feedback that we get across all the different systems that, um, you know, is is good for us to understand what our guests are saying about what they love. And what they they don't like about our brand, um, we're able to share that with the owners and really help them understand what's happening in their market and how their how their store is being perceived by their guests. And it also allows us to look at all of the competitors around mm-hmm. each of those locations and should be able to share that in the business reviews with the franchisees, so they understand who their competitors are. You know what what guests are saying about them as well too. So. 
Um, a lot of those really, I think, to help build on uh, the owner's uh, business uh, intelligence too, because you know this business has evolved quite a bit in the past, you know, mm-hmm. five years or the past year, just on on how people use us and how they how they want to uh, interact with us as a brand. Yeah, I think yeah. that you know, obviously, data is king in 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 this context, and it seems like that mm-hmm. you know. There, there are so many different aspects to it, but knowing exactly what time of the day and what they're going to order and when they do it, I think that that allows you to be a lot smarter and it obviously makes Natalie your job a hell of a lot easier <laughs> when you have that information too, because you're able to get Absolutely. smarter in terms of how you're marketing to these people too. Yeah, I think it, I think it not only does it help us, but it also helps our owners because all of that information, you know, we really try to do business reviews on a quarterly basis with our owners to really talk about what's happening in the business. And, you know, data and isolation is just, you know, just a report, but being able to take that and be in store or talk about what's happening in their market, it really allows them to make the right business decisions of when is your sales peak? You know, what is your busiest hour? How do we get, you know, how do we break records there? How many people should you think about having on to be able to really um, drive that part of the business? It's been super helpful. Yeah, I would imagine so. I mean, I think that obviously at the end of the day, we are in the business of ensuring that franchisees are are being kept happy and they're and they're profitable, right? I think that that's all what we're all what we're here for, you know. And I think that you can also use this data in interesting ways, in the sense that you know what trends are coming and you're seeing what's out there and what people are ordering, and maybe it's a menu mix that you never would have thought would have taken off, and for some darn reason, people are obsessed with it, and then you have to get innovative in terms of how you can use it in other places. And so that really leads to menu innovation. And I know as uh, I know all of you guys, your favorite part is, of course, getting to try the different concoctions that you guys are making in the test kitchen. <laughs> um, but but talk a bit about how you guys leverage. And I think that what I can do, and maybe we can get the perspective of the of, of either Ad or Chris, and then, you know, you guys, and then obviously, Susan, you and Natalie can, um, you know, can chime in on this too. But curious to hear how you guys have really seen at a macro level you know, menu innovation, helping the brand. I know that um, this went down a very fun rabbit hole with Mountain Mike's when we did this question. So I'm excited to see where this goes. Yeah, but you know, uh, you've hit on kind of the best thing about that question. Are those taste tests of the new products yeah. and <laughs> yes. that our food science department in consultation with Natalie and Sue and the group, it is like probably the, the, the best part about the business. Uh, and, and the team's done a fabulous job. And, uh, and, and, and uh, you know, the, the stuff that we've introduced over the past couple of years has just been tremendous. But let me start this answer, Zach, by telling you one of the great things about Ducida is the philosophy has always been um, where, where, where functionality and flavor combine and they both work together at Ducida. Mm-hmm. So honestly, um, that's always been the way that the, the menu has been designed. So what we found out during the pandemic was that we simply needed to remind our guests of, of, of some of our great products that had tremendous vitamin C component, antioxidant component, vitamin D component, vitamin K component. For instance, a superfood sunrise, which is one of our uh, smoothies that we also offered in a bowl format and, a, and also a shot format, um, is an acerola-based product uh, that, that literally had has 810% of the required vitamin C content. Um, I know it's Natalie's favorite product. It's it's, it it's definitely one of my favorite products. Uh, but, but but the other thing is, I mean, literally, uh, you go back 25 years. If you look at the top selling uh, uh, 
products, smoothies for Ducid Up, the top five, let's say, you'll see most of those on the same list if you looked at that in 1995 or 2021. And that, that's been the great thing about the brand is we already have the product set uh, to, to, to be attractive to guests pre-pandemic. But now that people are looking out for their health more than ever, uh, it's brought everything to the forefront. I think has really driven our sales performance. Last year in 2020, we were up almost 20%. And literally this year, up 48% through the first two quarters of the year. So with that, um, I would you know sort of pass it along to Sue and Natalie if there's anything to add with more substance that I was able to provide. But basically, you know, that's the foundation we have at Juice It Up to begin with. I would say that, um, you know, in the past two years too, Natalie and I have really looked at, you know, how do we stay ahead um, as well too, so that, you know, we we work with the, um, our innovation team to, to really look at, you know, what should we be thinking about for summer of next year? And so we've actually started testing within the same timeframe um, within some, some test stores, you know, products that we think um, we can bring to market for the whole system. And, you know, we've, I'm not going to, I'm not going to share all the tea. I'm not going to spill all the tea on what we have for summer of next year, but we have a fantastic product that we've been testing in stores that really um, I think are going to perform well for the whole system next year. So we're, we're really looking about how do we continue to innovate within the space that we're in and, and, and providing, you know, products that taste great and also, you know, kind of uh, click the boxes for what people are looking for within our space. Um, but also, how do we stay ahead? I, I don't want to be an also-ran. Um, I want to look at, you know, one of the things that I think having come into this brand and really became aware of was, uh, you know, Frank did a great job of looking at what was on the forefront and bringing that in. And I'll use Acai as an example that, you know, he brought in Acai well before the company that I was with prior um, brought that in as a product. And so he's always, he always looked at what was, you know, what was, what was, what was coming and really the brand has innovated within that. And I think that's what we're still, you know, we're, we're really endeavoring to do um, going forward as well. But, but specifically, I think, you know, I don't want to sell this team short. You know, what they've done a great job of Zach is putting together a routine around uh, LTOs and new product offerings that just wasn't there historically in terms of what we inherited. So, you know, now there's, you know, Sue mentioned next summer, we tested that product and it's a, it's a flavor profile. It, it goes across bowls and smoothies um, that's set for next summer, which we, we actually tested it uh, in stores, uh, a few stores, uh, actually as we speak, and it's doing unbelievably well. Um, but we also have great, we have a great summer offering. You probably, you know, you can't see it behind me, but you know, we have some limeade smoothies that are out, which are absolutely fabulous and being very well received by, our guests uh, in our SIPs for Summer program. We have tremendous uh, products coming out in the fall, which we can't tell you about. Otherwise, we'd have to, you know what? Uh, because it's highly, you know, it's, it's highly secretive. This is being but, recorded, Chris. We got to yes. be careful. <laughs> you're right. I don't want someone coming after me. We know your reach is long and deep, Zach. But in any event, uh, we have some great stuff coming out in the fall, but this team does a great job at, at going through the process of, of new. Uh, menu innovation, tasting, functionality, guest feedback. It's, it's you know, we've really got a great routine now at Deuce It Up. 
Love it. And, you know, of course, I, I we we like to break news on modern business, but I do understand that sometimes, you know, it is the nature of the beast that we can't always do what we want. And so I will wait patiently for uh, that, that, that next news, I promise. Uh, and I do want to get into something that is, of course, very topical from where you guys are living these days. When I was in California, there were no masks for a little while, and now they're they're back again. So I think that what that means, uh, of course, is that the way that loyalty is flowing back and forth must is a very complicated problem for marketers to solve, for operators to solve. And so I think that just due to the back and forth that you guys are finding, and I know that obviously you aren't only in California, but you are a California brand. And so I am just curious from a marketing perspective, and I think that Natalie, I'll bring this to you. You know, there is there is um, quite a lot of complexity when it comes to how to really solve that brand loyalty problem. Where are people going to be, you know, be interested in buying and what are they going to be buying based off of where they're spending the most time? And I think that, you know, unfortunately, we may find that some people may go back into the home again. We really don't know. And so um, talk a bit about how you guys are taking advantage of this opportunity. There's just a lot of people that might, you know, be online a little bit more than they normally would be in a normal year just because they're going back to the home again because they don't want to be wearing the mask around. Um, talk a bit about that and what you guys are doing to really take advantage of this opportunity just to get in front of just a completely new audience. Yeah, I think, you know, like I said, kind of the the good news for us during everything was that, um, you know, we had a, a, a business model that was not something that really needed to change a great deal in terms of how we served our guests during that time. I mean, our our concept is primarily grab and go. People coming in, ordering their products and taking those to go. I always love to see one of the biggest things on social is kind of like where in the world is Juice It Up going is people tag us in all the pictures of how they're continuing to enjoy our brand. And, you know, there definitely was a bit of a dip. There was a a, a little, you know, blip of, of kind of uncertainty when everything kind of started to uh, hit the news. But shortly after that, um, for us, we, we continue to see that guest come back. And it was really important for us to keep that engagement of our loyalty guests and, you know, let them know that we are still here. We are serving your favorites. We have your smoothies, bowls, and juices ready whenever you are. So we definitely did turn on a couple uh, levers in, turn, uh, in terms of, um, you know, making sure that we were staying engaged with our loyalty members and creating offers that we're going to bring them back, um, some that maybe were a little bit more hesitant. So we did do some weekly offers um, during the summer months that kind of created that habit of getting them back into their weekly flow of coming back to juice it up. But from there, you know, like I said, we really just continue to see that traffic increase amongst those guests. And then I think guests that, you know, people ser- searching just vitamins and supplements and trying to, you know, uh, get their hands on immunity boosting products quickly landed at Juice It Up and gave us a try because we are seeing a lot of new faces coming into the stores. You know, like I mentioned, we're seeing that database grow 50% over last year. So really since the summer, we're seeing more and more people seek us, seek our products and become a part of that loyalty program. So it's been really important for us to make sure that we're communicating the benefits of our um, of our offerings, our limited time offerings. In Q1 of this year, we launched a couple new raw juices with our Boost Your Immunity platform. And really like, you know, Sue and Chris were talking about, really just um, making sure that our guests were aware of the products that we did offer that may have fit the needs of what people were searching for at that time. So um, we really leaned into that messaging. And like I said, it's it's been great to see the results that we are seeing the frequency increase from our members during this time. 
So I want yeah. to give Natalie a little bit of a shout out on this one, because one thing she didn't mention was more personalized offers going out to our guests. And one program which her and her team came up with, with, with was quite revealing was we had our 25th anniversary last year. And and in acknowledging uh, that we put together a a program where we acknowledged and rewarded our top 25 fans based upon their purchases over, let's say, the prior month and the prior year. And what we discovered was we had some incredibly loyal, deuced up guests. And amongst those, let's say the top 10, 15, Zach, let me ask you, how often do you think they visited deuced up? Once every couple of days, once a week, once a month? Our top fans, what would be your guess? I would have to say that it's probably, I'll go with five times a week. Five times a week is really close. We actually had Mm -hmm. a handful of members that that virtually went every day to Juice It Up, which you can obviously tell through your loyalty platform and and many more that went on average five times a week. But I think that's one thing we noticed that when you have the data to see the, the magnitude and the frequency that your fans are visiting. You really want to be able to speak to them individually. That's a great thing that Natalie and her team has brought to the table for Juice It Up. I think a key reason why we've seen these sales gains, unlike certainly in Juice It Up's history, and I would put up our sales growth with any brand over the past uh, year and a half. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty impressive that they're going every day. I mean, I think that that's kind of wild to think, but I think that you know, look, there are a lot of things that I love that I don't do every day. So that's a testament to what you guys are, what you guys are obviously doing. So I love, I do love to hear that. And I think I, I, on the flip side of this, you know, just to bring up another notion, you know, of course there is a lot of difficulty in getting those, in getting those folks who might, might've been really plugged in because they went every day before work and they may, they maybe aren't doing that anymore because they're working from home. Talk a bit about what you guys are doing to kind of make up for, and really, you know, wrangle in that problem that is associated with retaining those loyal customers that may have been part of their routine that isn't their routine anymore, right? So talk a bit about that. And I know that, you know, Sue, I'll I'll bring that one to you. I think it's, you know, when leveraging third parties, you know, being on those platforms where you're in that consideration set of I am at home on my couch and I want to get a smoothie, um, you know, getting, getting our franchisees to sign up for the program and seeing the value of it is that it is putting us in front of people that we probably wouldn't have been in their consideration set or uh, we're not willing to go out and get in their car and, and drive drive to us. I, you know, I use, we have a very successful group in the, the desert in Palm Springs that, uh, you know, it was 123 degrees a few days ago. You know, you really have to think about how badly you want to get in your car and drive for a smoothie and you see a spike in the third party where people are, are ordering through the, those platforms. So, you know, I think it's it's looking at all the different ways that we can um, reach reach our loyal guests or uh, be in the consideration um, set of, of folks that are, are looking to, you know, I want to I want to have a healthy drink. I'm on Postmates. Uh, we're there. Um, you know, if we weren't on those platforms, we wouldn't be part of that consideration set. Yeah. I like that. I think that that's a very, it's a fair point. Being, meeting people where Mm -hmm. they are, I think is, I think is a really important aspect. And as long as you guys are, as long as you guys are where where people are looking, then then that's what's important. Of course, using all that data that you guys have the privilege of having through that loyalty program, right? Which I think is obviously a shout out. Make sure you're in that loyalty program if you're not. Otherwise people aren't going to get to know you better, which I think is important. So 
Um, I do want to transition into franchise development because I think that that is uh, really important to understand all of these amazing things you guys are doing. How does that translate into getting more people to spread your gospel around around really the country or the world, right? And I think and I think I want to bring this, uh, of course, to to Chris or Ed. Either of you guys can speak on this. Uh, just in terms of the franchise development side of things and what you guys are seeing and what the ideal customer is and maybe because for folks who have already listened to that Mountain Mike's episode, how that compares uh, to what you guys have also gotten into. Maybe it's a completely different um, type of franchisee. Very good question. And since I know, Ed, this is near and dear to your heart, franchise development is all Ed thinks about. Other than, <laughs> you know, sales and franchisee profitability, we have conversations all the time about Hey, you know, yeah. Deuce It Up's doing so great. We bought this brand that had all sorts of opportunity. Now is the time. And, and how do we get that out to franchise potential franchise partners? Man, I know you have a lot to say on this. Um, please comment. Well, I think, gosh, it's really a confluence of, uh, of a handful of things. I mean, obviously, we're, we're in a great segment. Got a real tailwind um, of health and wellness. We've got the long 26-year history that we've already touched on. You've heard about that. Um, but it's almost like a re-energize of the brand, largely in part of because of the, uh, the management team uh, that we've built over the last couple of years and coupled with the team, other team members who've been uh, in place for a number of years. And so you sort of uh, bring all those pieces together I, I, I guess I'd add one other thing, which is the segment itself, our business model is very clean. There's no back of house. It's relatively simple to operate in terms of a four-wall four operation. And so you, you bring all those components together, and there's actually there's just a fantastic story for new franchise partners to, to join the team, join the family. And yeah, mm -hmm. to add to, to that, what, what Ed said there, just to bring a finer point to it. So, you know, what Juicep really needed was that sales boost to get these franchise locations to the, to the sales level where you can make a, you know, a, a really good amount of money. So, you know, if you look at Juicep today, honestly, our top 25% of locations is over 800,000 uh, average annual sales. We've got, for the first time in Juicep's history, um, more than one store this year, which will pass the million dollar mark, which has never happened in Juice Up's history. Our top 50% of stores are well over 600,000. I'd say pushing 700,000 right now. We need to update those numbers because our, our sales have been going up so much. Um, and, and it's much easier, as we all know, to run a $700,000 sales store than a, than a $500,000 sales store. So it really starts with that. Uh, that's generating a lot of enthusiasm now for the Juice It Up brand. And as Ed mentioned, the whole labor part of this, which is so challenging for people, um, is really an advantage of the Juice It Up because the staffing levels that you need aren't what you'd find at another like full service restaurant. You know, take a pizza restaurant, a, 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 a sit down, you know, Mexican restaurant. Um, the staffing levels and, and, and the variety of personnel that you need from cooks to cashiers to drivers, you don't have that at a Juice It Up. So um, it, it's the labor part of this is going to be more straightforward, which today is very valuable. And it's a very mm -hmm. appealing environment to millennials and other folks that, you know, want to work for a brand they, they have an affinity for that they 
they actually think are doing good things for the community, the environment. Uh, all those things really have allowed Juice It Up to, to be really kind of at the forefront of attractiveness for, for crew members and managers. Yeah, I think all really awesome points. And I think it's just, it, I mean, that's a key. The, the, the biggest one that you just made was really that last one there, um, Chris. I think that that is so important to be able to have a brand that runs simply, effectively, and it is nimble, right? I mean, you just have that ability to, you know, attract the exact type of market that you know is required right now. It's a very hard employment market at the current moment. And I think that also being at the confluence of, you know, the the healthy eating and fitness and, you know, and wellness industry that Ed, that you hit on, I think is a super important thing. And it's really one of the hottest things that's out in franchising right now. So you guys are definitely in yeah. that right place. Um, I want to bring in, I, I want to bring in, uh, you know, Natalie, you know, with you, I know that there's a lot of marketing that comes associated with, you know, as you guys change your model and how you guys are positioning yourselves in the market today. Um, talk a little bit about what you, what, what fun things you guys are doing or interesting things that you're doing within the stores. Um, that is, that is really, maybe it's that you guys are adding drive-through and there's some new cool LTOs that you guys can do because of that. Or maybe you guys are doing pickup windows or you're getting more aggressive just in terms of, you know, third-party delivery, which I know that we hit on. Um, talk a bit about how, you know, due to COVID, obviously people have changed their models um, forever, honestly, just in terms of the way that the build-outs are working. So anything that you guys are doing that you're highlighting in marketing materials um, that maybe you weren't before? Yeah, I'd say, you know, since I joined the team and I've been with the brand for almost two years, Sue and I joined Juice It Up right around the same time. Um, I can see her smiling at me because she knows I'll say I started <laughs> three days, four days. It's an ongoing inside joke that we have. We started right <laughs> around the same time. But I think, um, you know, at the time that I joined this brand, it was just such an exciting time going through um, a brand refresh and you know, the, the the look and feel of the brand as I came on board had just started to kind of go through this, um, you know, breathing new life into doing a brand refresh. And so the work that we've really been able to do in the past couple of years has included uh, the look and feel, you know, the photography, the, the style in which we're presenting our products, how we talk about our products, everything down to our new store design. I mean, opening a new flagship location in Costa Mesa last year with this new look and feel, I think just really speaks to, um, you know, how our, our branding as a 26 year old brand just continues to thrive. Um, you know, we continue to talk about the ed being an educator within our product. So a lot of the messaging that I've really been working on is in, in close partnership with, um, our food scientists and how we talk about our products and understanding mm -hmm. our guest needs states, you know, what are guests looking for and how can we help connect the dots of what product is going to make the most sense for them. And so I think that's really important in our marketing is continuing to be uh, educators of our products and helping helping our guests, as we say internally, um, live life juice. And internally is our mantra, externally within our marketing is also one of our mantras. And that's a part, been a part of the brand for over 23 years. And it, it's something that each guest has um, a different mindset or a different thought of what it means to live life juice. But, you know, it means doing something better for yourself. It means making a healthier decision that day, um, fueling your body pre-workout, post-workout. And so we lean a lot into that, that live life juice and um, just refreshing a lot, of, a lot of that look and feel um, to today. And then in terms of our store design, you know, the new store design is very clean. It's very fresh. 
Um, gosh, just the feeling you get when you walk in the store and they're juicing the the fresh orange juice or doing a wheatgrass shot, uh, just the freshness and experience inside of our stores is very bright and inviting to our guests. And a big part of that design is really the, the transparency of our products. We want our guests to see if they order a smoothie, they're going to follow down the line and see how it's made, the ingredients that go into it. The same thing for a bowl. If they're picking a bowl, they're picking their ingredients and the same thing, they're following it down the line. Um, we're really, um, you know, transparency is a, is a big important part of that new store design to to take the guests on the journey of the product to be able to see it from the second they order it until then when they're picking it up. And that new store design also really positioned our pickup very, very close to the front door. So they're kind of built with um, depth in mind of at the front of the store is where we kind of have that pickup and you you order um, down the line at the store. So guests that are looking for that convenience, they're doing mobile ordering, they're coming in, they want to quickly grab it and go. It's right there at the front door for our guests to be able to do that. And so those are just some of the things, at least within the store design um, you know, we've made the the live life juice very prominent in the new store design because so many people love taking pictures with the product and uh, really being proud of of what they're putting into their bodies um, with with the product that they're getting at the store. So we made that very prominent within the new store design as well. Just a couple of yeah. things to add to that, because uh, I want to make sure that, that that, you know, another takeaway, um, if I may add, is, you know, we, in most of the stores historically, there is a, a little dine-in component where you've got some table and chairs and, you know, added to some square footage. Um, but obviously, in, in, in shutting those down during the pandemic, um, we saw our sales shoot through the roof. So I think it's fair to say that uh, that is no longer a requirement of our, our store design. In fact, we're looking at some smaller footprints because of that. Um, in the 900 to 1100 square feet. So that's been a, a key learning. And the other thing, of course, is you mentioned it, uh, Zach, in your lead, is we have never had a drive-through um, at Juice It Up. And we have our very first that's in development right now in the San Fernando Valley area. Uh, we've had a, a, a lot of interest in that. Um, also, non-traditional opportunities, which our team has a lot of experience in. We've seen a rather dramatic increase in uh, the interest of, let's call it the good for you convenience gas station owners that want to add uh, something akin to a full service location within their, their footprint. So we've got uh, multiple stores in development in that environment as we speak, and we've got a couple of them open already. So, you know, um, that's again some of the things I would add on the on the key key takeaways is um, you know Juice It Up is going to be available in many different forms than it has been pre-pandemic. Well, I love it. I think that that certainly you know puts a very nice bow and will allow us to kind of get uh, Susan here for for the close and just to kind of understand if there's any other big uh, initiatives for the rest of 2021 that we wanna that we wanna go through before we go here. We're we're still highly focused on growing sales, right? Um, the more successful our franchisees can be, um, the better. So really focused on different ways to be able to, to you know, grow their business with them and grow the sales. Um, super focused on profitability. You know, I mean, it's an important part of, of the business and want to make sure that, you know, everything that we do from the LTOs that we bring forward or the promotions that we do, you know, makes sense for, um, for the business and for our owners. Um, so, you know, we, we spend a lot of time just really looking at, you know, 
for the effort that we're going to ask our stores to be able to do is what's the return on investment going to be on that? Highly focused on food costs. And as I said, I think really working with our owners just on, you know, their how their business is performing. So doing that through multiple touches throughout the year to understand, you know, what, what's happening inside their four walls and helping them maximize the additional sales that we're driving in. And then, you know, the other part is just, you know, growing unit count. You know, as Chris said, we've, you know, we I came in and we've we've been, you know, highly focused on um, you know, doing some some different things to um, update the brand and really be able to present the business case for why you would want to invest with uh, with us. And I think we're starting to to see folks starting to come in and look at it. I mean, uh, our largest market is out in the Inland Empire, and I probably uh, every every week get four or five um, you know folks that will email that are interested in building out in that market. You know, obviously. We're interested in building other parts of California, so being able to have those conversations. But you see a lot of people getting really excited about our brand and wanting to be a part of it. And we'd love for them to be part of our brand. I mean, uh, the one thing I, you know, Chris and Ed are too modest to say, but I I think just, you know, the accessibility of the leadership team and um, just having two owners that have actually been franchisees in a prior system. So they understand what it is to operate a business as an owner and really look at that in the lens of what they're expecting um, folks to be able to do within our system is um, I've never worked in another company where I have, uh, you know, owners or a leadership team that really is more of a servant leadership uh, with the, with the folks that they're working with Um, just the internal support center team and with the, the owners that are in our system. But I will say, Sue, you're playing it close to the vest on revealing some other key details about this year. Cause I'm going to tell you, Juice It Up has been largely a Southern California brand for many, many years. But as we speak, we have stores in development now in Central California, as well as uh, pockets of Northern California, which is big for us, and our first store in Arizona. So geographically, there is expansion going on. Um, We've got the third-party integration project, which our franchisees just love because they want to get those tablets off their you know, off their, their, their counter area for sure. Uh, many LTOs that are exciting that are coming out. And we're just about to launch an upgraded version of our app, which has, you know, features to it, which I think our guests are really, really, really going to love. Um, so lots of, lots of great stuff going on at Juice It Up in 2021. Well, I, for one, I'm very much looking forward to seeing how it goes. And of course, I know that I've, I've shared with you guys um, I, uh, I do spend quite a bit of time in Arizona, so I'm looking forward to, to visiting, uh, when that does open in the near future. And, uh, I really appreciate you guys all, uh, hopping on here today. I think this has, uh, been a really awesome interview and I'm sorry that I kept you guys a little bit longer than I promised, uh, but all for, the, all for the good of getting the interview down and nailed. Um, but, uh, looking forward to seeing you guys in person very soon. And I'm sorry, Susan and Natalie, we didn't get to do this in person, but hopefully when we have you guys on again, we'll be able to do that next time absolutely absolutely thank you very much zach thank you guys really appreciate it and folks i do want to make sure before we go where can we go to learn a little bit more about juice it up susan Uh, www.juiceitup.com okay perfect and folks if you are interested in opening up a franchise uh, in a western state of course for now but hopefully there'll be you know global domination is coming soon you know 
Uh, so if you are interested in learning a little bit more about Juice It Up, please go to juiceitup.com. And if you are interested in listening to more episodes like this as well, please go to Modern Business, that is M-O-D-R-N, Business, anywhere that you listen to podcasts and click that subscribe button. Thanks so much, everybody. And thank you guys all for joining me. And have a really great day.